Yeah. They ain't gonna like it. They ain't gonna like it. I be getting to the money. Everybody mad. Okay, perfect. So, hey everybody, it's been five months since I've recorded the last podcast. Don't judge me, y'all. I've been trying to figure out like how I want to, you know, make my re-entry back. And then I had the opportunity to go out to the Curvy AF event. And at that event, I happened to meet this guy named Sid, who I was like, He's dressed really well. Come with me. And I was like, we're going out to the street. We're doing some, because I've been wanting to do New York street style photos for the longest. And the opportunity presented itself. And I was like, I can't turn it down. So that's how I end up having to come to New York to begin with, because I'm in Atlanta. And so I saw Sid and I was like, yo, let's shoot. And I just pulled him to the side. And those photos turned out, so epic that <laughs> I ended up following Sid and then Sid now did a post that really spoke to me and I was like this dude is the perfect person that I want on the podcast when I restarted up so I was I hit Sid up in the DMs and I was like yo are you free this day this time let's record and he was like bam good so yes. now I'd like to introduce everyone to Sid. Tell the people about you. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Sid. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Love your brand. And as we met, I told you, I've been following you for quite some time. Love your work. Uh, again, I'm Sid, uh, originally from New York, currently residing in the D.C. area. And um, Oh, you live in D.C.? Yes, I'm in the D.C. area. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I went up there, obviously, uh, Tan was my aunt. Mm-hmm. She's been trying to get me in her shows for years, and I just finally, she gave me enough notice, and I finally made it. Yeah, no. You should have been there. I know. But, you know, the feedback has been tremendous, and, um, you know, I won't say overwhelming, but it's been phenomenal, um, hence why you see the posts and the certain tags on uh, social media. I'm working on this whole influencer thing, but ultimately, I, I love what I do. Um, it's fun. Uh, it's a little bit more than a hobby, and I'm actually... I'm granted the creative freedom to be me, hence, which takes me into the mental health part. Uh, also about me, I am a mental health survivor, although I am currently struggling and dealing with it. Um, it's just a passion of mine to share my story and just to be open and transparent about it with as many people as possible. Uh, truth be told, I've been dealing with it for nearly 15 years, but haven't identified what the emotional feeling I was actually going through until my dad passed in 2017. Then I decided to seek help. And whoever's watching this, it is the greatest thing you can do for yourself. Get help. I agree. I mean, I think that was one of the things that really spoke to me was the fact that you were struggling with it for a while, but it's like, you you were strong enough or i should say willing and able enough to be like whatever this is is it's now beyond my scope of repair i need to seek some outside 
guidance to help me help myself in, in a way. So uh, first, I applaud you for that. That's first and foremost, because I know it's difficult. Yes. Even to say the words out loud, like not even to anybody else, but even to say it out loud to yourself, like in a room where you can hear it outside of your brain, like I need help. That shit is just like, ah. So I applaud you for that. Um, So what I'd like to talk about is like, so the first what were your expectations saying, okay, I need to seek help or assistance and then going to seek assistance. I want to talk about that process. Cause that's actually the process I'm in. I've already made up my mind that I need to see someone. Yes. But what is the process like actually beginning to search for the right therapist? Cause I believe finding the right therapist is like finding the right life partner. It's, it's like, so what explain a little bit more of what that's like well let's start from the inception again i i realized that it was a problem when i had got snappy with the loved one with my loved ones there were several people in my life who saw something in me that i didn't see in myself but when i was on defensive or attack mode i literally had to sit down and evaluate myself uh i share this with my girlfriend all the time look in the mirror look in the mirror but I say that so confidently and so frequently because that's something I wasn't doing. I would always, wow. that was something I would always tell people, you need to look in the mirror, you need to look in the mirror. But the same breath, I wasn't doing it. And the final straw for me was, I was helping my daughter with um, a homework. And let's be honest, I'll be honest, it was a tough day. She wasn't grasping what I was trying to teach her. So we took a break and something as simple as her not making her bed, I snapped. But I caught myself, realized she didn't deserve that. Then I started to realize I have all, I'm being overly anxious. Like, uh, I feel like the, 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 the world is caving in on me. I feel like I have too much on my plate when I had nothing to do. Um, that yeah. coupled, coupled with school, you know, managing my relationships, managing my career, managing my expectations for myself. I just wasn't balanced. You know, we all speak about being equally yoked. I don't believe I was equally yoked with myself. I lost track of my relationship with God. I stopped praying as frequently as I know I should have. And my prayers were wrong. They were misdirected. They were misguided. I wasn't praying for understanding. I wasn't praying to get better. I was just hit me through it. And then I realized, you know what? I hit rock bottom. It affected my finances. Um, I was living off of eight dollars. I had literally eight dollars in my account, and I'm someone who and who knows me. I like it, I like expensive things. I like to spend money. I like to travel. Hey, and, I get it. And then you know, just, my, just where my I, I was not happy with myself. I wasn't happy with who I saw in that mirror. And then I just woke up and saying, enough is enough. This is affecting me personally. It affected me financially. It's affecting my relationships with friends, my daughter, you know? And then my job, almost lost my job because I I kept having anxiety attacks. I kept calling out because there was days I just didn't want to deal. But the final straw for me was, and I'm comfortable saying this now, I started to think about what life would be like for my friends and family members if I wasn't here. Now, I say that carefully because I'm not saying I was thinking or being suicidal, but my thoughts were more along the lines of how would my mother cope with it? How would my daughter cope with it? How would my girlfriend or friends cope with me not being here? 
who would come to my, my, my memorial service, how would my obituary be? And what hit home was, as I mentioned, my dad died in 2017. I'm a junior. I say that to say, looking at his gravesite, I now see what mines will look like. His says Sidney V. Jackson Sr. Mines will say Sidney V. Jackson Jr. Mm -hmm. My brain started to go. I got scared and then I said, you know what? I don't care what anyone thinks. I need to fix me for me. Mm -hmm. And I was going to therapy for quite some time before I made it public and then like you mentioned, uh, finding the right therapist is like dating or courting someone. You gotta find someone who not just listens, but understands or who can relate. For me, ideally, it was a African-American female. Oh, okay. And, right. uh, you know, and you know, I, I tried some Caucasian men, Caucasian women. I even tried a black man and a Spanish woman. It's just, we didn't mesh well. So now I see, um, my, I see two therapists and you know, going there is so refreshing. It's an hour of straight, raw intellect, hour of straight, raw, peel back every single layer of this onion sitting, and let's get down to the surface of what this problem is. And as you saw in my videos, it is so refreshing. I speak so enthusiastically about my experience, my struggles. And even on Facebook, I mentioned the times where I have bad sessions, but to me, it's building character and is getting me in the repetition of practicing this spiritual breathing. Hmm. Okay, I've never heard that one before. What, what exactly is spiritual breathing? Oh, it's, teach me something today. Let me give you an example. Let's, we, throughout the day, every single day, we have a bad thought at some point or another. Mm -hmm. Oh man, maybe I wish I was skinnier. Oh man, I don't like this outfit. Man, my job, I hate. But yeah. as opposed to thinking so negative, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. In the spiritual breathing, it's in that moment, you thank God for the opportunity. Now, although you'll do it just once, like, geez, oh my gosh, I got to pay this bill. I got to pay this bill. Instead of thinking about paying this bill, thank God for the opportunity to even have the bill to pay. Taking away the monetary value of it, but actually thanking him or trying to live oh, a I, 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 moment. I don't think I've ever would have thought to thank God for the opportunity to have a bill to pay. That's, the thing. that's deep. If, if we take all of our problems, and throw them in a pile with everyone else. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you'll take yours back. Think about that. You mm. take every problem that you have and you throw them in a pile with everyone else. I can guarantee you, you will take yours back. There are people who are praying, who are crying, who are killing people, who are robbing people to have the problems that we have. We're blessed. It's just a matter of understanding what God has blessed us with or understanding what our callings are. I me, mean, I'm still struggling to figure it out, but I believe part of my calling is to share my testimony and stories with people. Again, not to make money, but to give, be people's voice, people who were where I was three, four, five months ago who didn't have the voice, who didn't have the courage to speak up. And ideally, I didn't know everybody, so many people are going through what I'm going through until I started to speak on it. I post a video, I'm getting at minimum 70 to 80 inboxes on Facebook or Instagram wow, Sydney, you said this. Thank you so much. I'm struggling this. And truth be told, similar to you, I've made so many friends through social media about me simply being transparent about what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. you know? I think that is so important. That transparency is what ultimately, it's funny because at the beginning of the journey for me, I, I, I didn't want to, I wasn't transparent. Like if you if you were following me at the very, 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 very beginning of this journey, I, no one knew I was running this brand. 
I, I didn't have my face anywhere. I didn't have my name anywhere. I, I didn't actually, the email I made was specifically not with my name in it on purpose. I understand. So I was trying to be everything but in the front forefront of this brand. And I, I, what I noticed a year into the brand was that I wasn't moving the way that I thought I should be moving. And somehow it hit me, like I wouldn't say maybe March of 2017, it hit me like if I wanted to progress, I was going to have to step out the shadows. And that was fearful. I spent an hour like on the enter button on the blog post where I was going to introduce myself, like with my photo and my name and who I was in my story. And I, I wouldn't say I had an anxiety attack, but it was definitely like a, like a heart pulsing moment where you're like, enter, no enter, enter. And I'm asking my best friend, like, should I hit enter? Should I hit enter? Should I enter? After a while, she's like, hey, you hit enter. <laughs> and then I just hit enter and I was like, close his laptop. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I so get it. it was gotta, def- you remember when we met outside the event and uh-huh. you took the picture? I was like, yo, it's this brand I'm following. As soon as we got to the, you're like, that's my brand. I was like, no way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I knew that was you. He's breaking bread. I had no idea that was your brand. That is so cool. And that to me was like, ultimately, that was my goal at the beginning for that to happen. People be like, oh, I like this brand. And I was never going to say anything. Like, Mm -hmm. it still, it actually still happens to this day. People will say, oh, I, oh, I'm following this person. You following this brand? Are you following this brand? I'm like, yeah, I'm following them. And I just walk, like, (laughs) I don't even say anything. They're humble about it. I understand. Trying to a little bit, but see, I think that's the stage of like, un, like the the stage of like, part of the, another reason that I want to seek therapy is because I want to find my voice without feeling like I'm. I guess braggadocious would be the word, mm-hmm. or like learning how to like be completely authentic but humble at the same time. Um, because I, that's what, what I'm struggling with is like trying to figure out how to say, yes, this is my brand, yes, but not, yeah, you see my brand. Like, you know, and sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm figuring that out. So I think that's my thing in order for, for that, getting comfortable with being in that space. But so one thing I'd like to know, so, so the process goes on, you find you said you went through a few different people yes. um, to find the ultimate black woman that now, well, you said you have two of them actually. Yes. So one, to is, find, the more, one is the more, one is the therapist. The other one is more, more with the clinical aspect of it in terms of the referral and getting your meds. Oh, so okay. Okay. I can confidently and honestly say, yes, I am on uh, antidepressants and things for my anxiety. Okay. I mean, listen, I think, another part of growth is understanding that very moment. Like when there's a, you know, like a spectrum of things that you need to get you ultimately to the place where you feel most whole. And I think that's another part of my growth is like understanding, like if it's going to take something more than this, like, I don't know, like, did you have to come to terms with, with that idea? Like, okay, I, I need therapy, but I also need, these meds too 
the meds for me was more of a trial and error. I've never been a, a fan of taking meds. Um, little history about me is my mother and my father battled with substance abuse. So something as simple as smoking weed. That was I, I've tried that one time in my life prior to last year. And the actual day was May 3rd, 2003. That's how I, I know it because it was wow, so- that's like specific. First and only time out again before 2018. But I say that it's because I wasn't for meds. I figured, you know, I can just deal with it. And that's what my problem was. I just was raised to survive, not live. So meds ain't something we talk about in my community, uh, within my village, which raised me. That's not something we did. So part of owning my own, being being comfortable in my own skin and owning my truth, I tried it and it helped. It kept me easy. I wasn't high, et cetera, but I realized that my moods change. I'm getting better sleep. I'm taking better care of my just overall well-being. My concentration has increased and my relationship with my child, my family, and with Christ improved. I got back on track. So going through this for quite some time over a year, it's like I'm easing myself off the meds, but dealing more with a daily regimen from conversation, speaking life into myself or my partner, helping me get things in order from as simple as, are you okay? And ultimately, I got tired of being the strong friend. I just got tired of it. That is, that is, that is, that is literally, yeah, that's it right there. Yep. When they say check on your strong friends, I, mm. I, that, that always sits with me because that's, I'm always the strong friend and I'm like, I need help. I, I, I ain't got it. I ain't got all the answers 2019. I just don't. That's it. And then just having, you know, having that village, your adult village who holds you accountable. I, I've just, I've had these intimate and very transparent conversations with people about, look, I know y'all don't call me for this. Y'all don't call me for that because I'm the one that's calling y'all but I need y'all to check on me. Why? Because yeah, Instagram might be popping, Facebook might be popping, but I'm struggling, I'm going through a storm. Like I posted that some time ago, like as a society, we're just so programmed to have this mentality, oh, if you're not checking for me, I ain't checking for you. Yeah. But at the same time, you have no idea what, your, what storm your strong friend is weathering. And mm-hmm. that's what we have to break as a community. And that I believe I wanted to lead by example. I text and call my friends every, single day every day uh me and my best friend we i won't say a falling out but we just weren't here anymore and we've had a conversation that lasted almost two hours and we both grown men cried because it was one of those conversations that you have to have just to get over that hurdle as adults mm-hmm. and i'm uh, and my girl will tell you man it, i we communicate more we can we communicate more clearly and again, we're finally aligned to where we need to be for the next step of our lives. So having all these people associated and just in my village, it, it's helping. So that's also part of the therapy exercise to weed myself off these medications. Okay. Well, I, first, I, I'll say this. I, one thing I, I have to continue to applaud you on, like all of the things you're talking about just sounds like even just speaking about them, not even actually going through like the, 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 the work that it takes to get to the other side, but just even saying the words just sounds so like, to hear someone else saying it just sounds so freeing to me. Like, and, and negate, not negating the fact that it's hard work to actually get to the place where you're actually can, 
like you the post you did today like the way the light the the way the you i think you said the way the 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 light be hitting when you when you're actually happy or something like that or the way you smile right it's like to the work to get there is a hard work but just saying it is like i think i can get through it just because you said it that's right there's a power of words man that's real and it starts with you it, it starts with you it starts with your affirmation then again we all know prayer without works is dead mm-hmm. you can ask god for help you can do this and go to church and do all that but you got to be willing to put in the work like you have to be tired of being tired tired that's and it that's, that's what it. worked for me I, I just got tired of struggling I, I got tired of not knowing what tomorrow's going to bring i got tired of snapping on people i got tired of losing friends i got tired of being broke i got tired of being a broke person i was not happy and we all know Hurt people, hurt people. hurt people. I was hurt. I was hurt. Man, okay. Ooh, all right, that's a word. <laughs> so <laughs> what I want to dive into next is so um so you've been on this journey for uh, over a year now? Yes. Okay. So I want to kind of dive into like maybe three top level things that you find that you thought or let's let's talk about three misconceptions so okay. for, from what you thought in the beginning and then what do you think how has that changed a year later now that you've been doing the work for a year surface level first talking about mental health mental illness there was the stigma that you're weak mm-hmm. that's and um Truth be told, I think it makes you strong. It's absolutely nothing feminine about expressing your emotion, let alone what's going on up in here. Mm-hmm. Of our problems, cancer and mental health, then drugs. But I say that to say is um, I got real with myself. I stopped caring what anybody thought. And I realized, you know what? Expressing that you have a problem is actually masculine. You're asking for help. And we don't deal with this in my village. You don't deal with this in our community, which takes me to my second point. I stopped caring what my family thought. I have, I come, I come, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm gonna keep it real. I, I'm, I'm from a very humble beginnings. And my mother has been a single mother with seven kids and she did it by herself. No matter what she, we went through, we've been taken away. She's been on drugs, but we survived. She's is one of these, she is the strongest woman I know but her opinion always mattered to me and that hindered me. So when I first started going through it and I shared it with her, it was, oh, why you feel like that, Sydney? Mm, you shouldn't be feeling like this. You shouldn't be feeling like that. And truth be told in my heart, as much as I shared this with her, part of me feels, I don't want to say I'm paying for her sins, but I believe my mother suffered from anxiety and depression as well, if not possibly bipolar, not throwing shade against my mother, but, it gives context to where my alignment of thinking meaning I don't need that where it came from. Yes. So it, I'm going to be honest, me and my mother had a falling out, but in, in the midst of that falling out, I started to find myself. Why? Because she wasn't in the picture of my day-to-day mental transactions. I didn't have to go to her and ask her for this, ask her for that. So when I decided to put that to the side and you know what, fuck, fuck everything, Sydney, work on you, not your daughter, not your job, not your mother, forget everybody's opinion. You can't do nothing for no one unless you work on you. That is absolutely correct. I realized that, you know, 
a large part of my struggle started from my upbringing. And I say that to say, and my second point is, no matter what you've been through, it's all about your perspective. Well, now that I have you guys on commercial break, let's talk about ways you can support the XL Tribesman brand. Um, a lot of times people ask me, how do I support or what ways I can support? Because not everyone needs a photo shoot. Not everyone needs a website. So another main way you can support is through an effort called Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash XL Tribe. Now with Patreon, the ways you can support us are very interesting. We have a bunch of different tiers that you can donate at. Um, it's one, three, five, eighty-five, and then a hundred. And each of those different tiers that you donate on Patreon.com will get you a different level of access to me into the company. And so, what I'd like is for you guys to head over to the site, check it out, and if you have any questions, don't be afraid to shoot me DMs or message me through the site. And, you know, if you guys are wondering how to support, that's definitely one of the ways you can support. Like I said, not everyone needs a photo shoot. Not everyone needs a website and not everyone needs styling. So that's definitely a way you can support the brand um, through efforts um, other than the four I just stated. Now, let's jump back into the show. And part of growth, part of maturity is thinking outside of the box. Forget where you come from, forget what you go through. It's yes, you're, you're some total of your experiences, but you don't have to stay there. Like I'm sure you read being broke is a mindset. Mm -hmm. So is struggling with mental illness and depression and anxiety. Yes. It's a mindset, but how do you fix, how do you get out of being broke? Do something about it. Mm -hmm. How do you get out of your depressive state? Do something about it. But we're never taught in our community how to deal with it, how to cope with it. Hence why I advocate so strongly on people seek help. It will change your life. It will change your life. I just came up with a whole business for you. Really? Yes. You should start a t-shirt line. Um, and the first shirt should be, how do you do something about mental health, mental wealth, mental healthness? No. How do you do something about mental health? And do something about it that's you I like back, messed right? up what you just said yeah, yeah I, I get it i, I get it yes the, the word I, you just said how do you I, stop yeah. being broke you do something about it there you, you know, go. I write down that idea bro yeah no royalties though <laughs> you can take it hands-free i just yeah. i feel like the 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 feeling that i'm getting i hope that when our listeners are listening to to this podcast i hope they're getting the same feeling i'm getting like this dude needs to talk more yes there's power in there and i need I, I feel like i want to hear it everywhere i want to turn on the news i want to turn on you know i want to open instagram i want to i want to open the app like wherever like i feel like you i feel like you have a word I, it needs to be shared i appreciate that man i really yeah, appreciate it. I, I definitely feel that and i hope that the listeners feel that too yes um and one before we go on there was a third point yeah now, i was gonna say it's, that. A, it's a little bit off but after thinking about it and i share this with her all the time 
I'm okay with sharing this little bit of a testimony because it's therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I, at some point or another, was a womanizer. And I say that to say is I found a partner from my past who I've hurt. She showed me the power of forgiveness. That's not something I, I believed at one point or another I was equipped to do. But I, I say that to say is because I spread it myself so thin with women because one gave me this, one gave me that, one gave me that, and it made me feel whole. Ooh. Part of my journey, I realized that I was being selfish with my knowledge, with my finances, with my time, with my energy, with my frequency, with my relationship with Christ. And no matter what I paid, whatever I prayed for, I prayed for, I don't care what no one says. God answers every single prayer. Sometimes the answer is just no. And going back to my earlier point, I was, I, I was praying about the wrong things. And God kept showing me answers. I just chose to ignore them. Mm-hmm. So I found a partner who held me accountable. Who, When I came back into her life, I, for the life of me, just felt I was behooved to tell her the truth about what went wrong. And what went wrong was I was living my selfish life, but I always wanted you. But when I had you, I was happy when you were here. But when you aren't here, I have this whole world. But by me spreading myself so thin, I realized that this isn't helping, this isn't conducive for my mental health or allowing me to grow individually, let alone spiritually. Mm-hmm. It came in back into my life at a time where I needed the accountability, I needed the companionship, and I needed someone who knew me without starting over with, the, oh, what's your favorite color? What do you like to do? What fraternity you're in? Ah, that's and honestly, you know, would have to put her business out there, but she struggles from some of the same symptoms and I had no idea. So as we're bouncing each other ideas off of each off, off of one another, and then I started to realize, you know what? She understands it. She gets it. So now our entire relationship is a judgment-free zone. That's good. That sounds. And the great thing about it is I'm getting everything I need from one person that's where I made my mistake. So for your third point is I found an accountability partner. That is goals. Absolutely. The accountability partner is the goals. I think that's definitely something important because, you know, being human every once in a while, you have a tendency to, you know, like a bike chain, you fall off a little bit and having an accountability partner you know, really helps you like, oh, the chain is slipping. Oh, the chain is slipping. Like you, um, the chain is slipping. So it's very important to have that accountability partner. I, I, like that is above, it's like right under a therapist to me. Cause I agree. You, know, you learn the, the steps. I'm pretty sure that you, um, like for day-to-day, you know, management of emotions, but then, having someone that's in real time like adjusting tweaking helping you like see things like that you just don't see is so important so so i think those three steps are really helpful to, to say the least um i think i'd i'd like to wrap it up by then asking you one final question so to the person like me who by i'll say divine intervention i don't even know what the word to use but 
I believe everything happens for a reason. So to the person listening to this who feel like they're struggling in some way, some form or fashion, how would you, how would you, what is one thing you want people to take away from your journey of, uh, this year-long journey you've been on of self-discovery what what's one thing you'd say I feel like no matter what this is what you should take away it's two things first seek help it will change your life but I say that because that's easier said than done the second point and most important I'm going to be very candid fuck what anybody got to say fuck how people see you fuck what people think that was my biggest problem from my relationships to friends to my mother i had to own my own shit. i had to look in the mirror but as you may have heard what they eat won't make you shit. not at all take accountability for your own life and it starts by choosing to want better for yourself and i can assure you once you forget what anybody says what anybody thinks your life that's step one your life is already headed in the right direction i promise you you will receive a, an abundance of blessings from not just god just from situations you put obviously it's all god but just from situations you put yourself in to how the how the sun shines on the left or the right side of your face to the quality of your pictures to your to your physical and emotional health let alone seeking help for you up here this is our biggest weapon Mm -hmm. You just have to understand how to utilize it, even when things from the outside affects us. And if anyone's going to take anything from that, those are the jewels I would love to leave you with. Well, I think that's a that's a sixty-two carat diamond <laughs> jewel. You're one uh, of those two, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a big jewel. Well, first, I like I said, I want to thank you for being super transparent. Um, I feel like that was um, another one of my struggles about how transparent to be on this journey. Um, you know, because I've had I've had my own struggles with like manhood and like how do I express myself in a way. I already feel like I, not now, but I always felt like I lived in a world where people always was making some sort of critique about the man I was supposed to be. So I was already struggling with that. And then on top of that, like, okay, so you already are perceived in this manner. And then to go to then talk about something else that is perceived to be quote unquote, not masculine. It's like, it's like a double pressure on it. And so I, I want to thank you for that, being that transparent. But I also want to thank you for coming on my Anytime. podcast. I'm super excited about this episode because in all my other, that's another thing, like, like that was nothing. Actually, this podcast, the, interviewing you helped me realize today what it was I was struggling with for five months. Yes. I didn't want to talk about fashion anymore on the podcast. I feel like I do enough of that on the blog. I do enough of that on Instagram. I wanted this to be a resource for men who are struggling with issues that are real. And I just didn't know how to do it. 
So that's that's why I've been procrastinating. So there was a reason. Listen, you have the platform to touch millions of souls, brother. Any way I can support you, any shape, form, or fashion, if it's a repost, if it's a call, if you would like to be one another's accountability partner, have confidential conversations through Skype, text, phone call, Instagram, brother. I'm just a call, text, or a like away. Okay, I, I've been there. And again, my journey isn't your journey, but if I can help direct you right instead of left or left instead of right, I've done more than my fair share of doing what I believe my calling is now. And ultimately, man, real men, fuck that masculinity or what real men supposed to do. Real men seeks therapy. Quote me on that. That's another, that's your second t-shirt design. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got I'm you, telling you, 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 that's it. I, I, I see a vision for you. It is. I like that. I like that. So you're going to take the pictures when I get the shirts, right? <laughs> we there, right? We there. Got you, brother. Got you. So I'm super excited about that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I can't wait till this drops. And yes, I hope that everyone just feels all this yeah. goodness. Like taking we're, gonna talk, and, we're gonna talk offline about when you come out here, okay? Okay. All right, brother. Have a good one. And Please. until next time, bye, XL Tribesmen. Let's see.